0: Please be advised, all music tracks used in this production are sole property of Kelson Communications and are original compositions. Thank you. Hey, it's Skiri Jones, executive producer of Elvis Duran and the Morning Show on Z100. I want to talk to you all about my friend and fellow Brooklyn College alumnus, Silas. Your e-journalist, social work advocate, Silas hosts and produces the award-winning kelson on the air social work podcast my friend and fellow bcr alum is now known nationally and internationally as silas your e-journalist social work advocate his podcast it's also listed as one of the top social work podcasts you must follow the award-winning kelson on the air social work podcast everyone tuning in welcome this is silas your e-journalism social work advocate you're listening to the kelson on the air social work podcast the program that promotes celebrates uplifts and highlights the social work profession this podcast aims to educate the general public to the vital contributions professional social workers make in every aspect of society every day Welcome everyone. My name is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate, and you're listening to the Kelson on the Air social work podcast. Today I have with me legislator Carrie Soledges and he is a special guest that's come on today to talk with us. As you know, the podcast can be heard on various platforms, Apple, Spotify, Google. So with that said, welcome, Legislative Solar G's, and please give our listeners a little background about you, your history, and how you came to be involved in politics.
1: Thank you very much. I first wanna thank you so much for this opportunity. I have a profound respect for social workers, I am an attorney uh, who happens to be also a Nassau County legislator, mm-hmm. and I, in my career as an attorney, as a legislator, as a public servant, I have relied upon the counsel, help, wisdom of social workers. You are a very important, special group here in our community. You help people in schools, hospitals, uh, on, on, on the streets. There is no limits to the help. And effectiveness of a social worker. And I know that you are a great one. Uh, and, I, and I met you at Adelphi where we had yes. a great got addressing mental health issues amongst social workers and others in the community uh, for Black men. And uh, I believe uh, that we have the solution to all our problems. We must communicate uh, and work together as one. And as my, in my career as a legislator in Nassau County, representing the areas of Elmont, Valley Stream, Inwood, uh, Sapphire Park, uh, Valley Stream South, Woodmere, um, I have helped uh, my community tremendously. And I'm very happy for the relationship I have with my community because they see me as an effective leader. Uh, in addition, as an attorney, I represent individuals at times who uh, their actions could be seen, can be perceived as actions that are criminal in nature. And when I go to court and I, when I present to the prosecutor a report or or an analysis by a social worker, they start to look at the defendant differently—not as a case number, not as a a name on a file—but they look at them as a human being. Mm-hmm. And if we learn as humans to look at each other with the three-dimensional lens of a social worker, and we see all the aspects of that individual, I think it, would, it wouldn't be so easy just to call people names and to divide, to divide people and to keep people apart and to demonize people. And so um, I, I really enjoyed talking to you here today. And uh, I, I uh, was raised in Almont. I was born in Jamaica, Queens. Mm-hmm. Uh, my, my parents are immigrants uh, from Haiti mm-hmm. and when I was born, I was the second child. My, 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 my mother said, all right, we have to move to Long Island. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and so my mother always talked to me about how I was her good luck. You know, I was, I was able to, she was using me to convince my dad who at times could be cheap. Um, uh, but you need to be cheap, especially to raise a family. You need to save, conserve, be fiscally conservative. Uh, and we moved out, uh, you know, to Long Island in the early eighties. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I'm a product of our public schools. went to, uh went to H. Frank Carey High School, and then I went to Georgetown University, the School of Foreign Service, which is mm-hmm. a very competitive school. Uh, and I learned politics. I learned journalism there, uh, journalism. And uh, in fact, there's a lot of great things there. I created the African-American studies program there. Mm-hmm. Um, I showed the administration that uh, the foundation of the school, the initial endowment, uh, was gained from the Jesuit priests in 1789 selling the slaves to mm. a plantation in Louisiana, mm. and once I showed that through the library's archives, uh, they said, "All right, we do owe a debt to our African American student population." Mm. And in 2001, they agreed to create the African American Studies Program. Mm. Uh, I went to Boston College Law School, uh, and you know, Boston is a very American city. It was uh, the first city to outlaw cruelty against animals, uh, legalize uh, gay gay uh, marriages, uh, outlaw smoking in public, um, and I think that Boston is typical uh, in that we stand for such high principles as a country, and sometimes we fall short of that, mm-hmm. and it's seeing that injustice while I was in law school that really encouraged me to get involved in social justice issues, mm-hmm. and so after law school, I worked as a prosecutor in the Bronx, and I want to understand and learn, you know, what How actually, you know, what is the job of a prosecutor? What are they supposed to do? And how can not only they uh, provide punishment for those who have done wrong, but also how could they provide a second chance for individuals to become uh, productive members in society? Uh, From there, I worked with my brother in in a a law firm. Uh, I, I always wanted to be that lawyer who doesn't work for the big firm, big clients, making big money. I wanted to come back to my hometown. And how about the everyday person that had everyday issues, uh, and 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 so since 2006, I I I, I had an office here in the community, and in 2011, I decided to run for office for a legislator, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know people ask me why did I run for office just yesterday. That's a
0: good good question. What made you um, want to pursue a career in politics?
1: Well, while I was working for the district attorney's office in the Bronx, I would get up in the morning early, uh, at least at six o'clock. In order to catch an express bus that would get me to Manhattan, just to catch another, tra- just to catch a train, so I could make it up to the Bronx. And when I would get up early, I would look at the sanitation workers in my community, mm-hmm. my community that uh, my hometown is Elmont, and as you may know, Elmont is a predominantly Caribbean Black, uh, mm-hmm. uh, mixed, diverse community, very vibrant, hardworking middle class community. And many of the sanitation workers did not reflect the community. Uh, many people who reside in the community were young black men, and the sanitation workers were not black men. They, 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 in fact, they were they were living in other neighborhoods. And so I wrote a letter to the sanitation commissioner asking, hey, you know, what is your diversity policy? And are you implementing any um, goals that are advanced by our governor when it comes to making the workforce more diverse? And, of course, they gave me the runaround. And when I start to ask the question again and again, that's when they started, the powers that be. Um, started to provide, you know, excuses, and 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 then they start to provide offers, saying, "Hey, why don't you run for school board?" Now, though school board is important. Uh, it's not a position where I can I start to advocate for social justice issues. Uh, and don't get me wrong, it's a very important position. I wanted to run for a position that where I could actually change that. So it was me coming home, seeing inequities in my community in terms of employment. Um, I was always fascinated by Dr. King. He, he died fighting for the rights of sanitation workers. And that was fascinating. me. You know, like, like, you know, why did he choose to focus on those individuals? And, and there's a reason why. And we'll talk about that. Uh, mm-hmm. I, well, the reason why, I mean, so later in my career as a legislator, I worked with union and also with other elected officials to increase the minimum wage here in New York State the minimum wage used to be less than $15. Mm -hmm. And we decided that campaign, we started a campaign to promote the the minimum wage increasing. And we decided to start that campaign by focusing on uh, fast food workers. Mm -hmm. You see, there are individuals in our society that work very hard and they're not adequately compensated for their hard work. Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's not just here on the state and local level. It's also on the federal level. I want the federal minimum wage to be increased to at least $20 to $25. Mm-hmm. We are going through some some very difficult times in terms of inflation, in terms of lack of economic opportunity. And one key way to address that is by increasing wages. Mm-hmm. You know, the price mm-hmm. of gas is very expensive. Inflation is very high. We, we you know, people who are workers deserve a, a pay increase. Uh, and so I, I really... Uh, you know, I think the connect, the issues are all connected. What Dr. King was fighting for when he died, fighting for the rights of sanitation workers, that's connected to um, you know what we currently have to do to help people. For example, like nurses, like social workers, receive a fair wage or fair compensation for their hard work.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and so the struggle continues.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now you brought up a lot of great points. Um, one of the things that that I'd like you to share with our listeners is. What, what advice um, would you give to young men and women um, who are getting their social work degrees on, on ways that they can get the training necessary to go into politics and be a social work politician? Thank you. Great question.
1: Um, I have worked with many different social workers in different capacities, not just professionally as an attorney, but also as a legislator. I've worked close, closely with social workers such as uh, the Nassau Black Social Workers Association. Uh, Dr. Uh, Lisa Newland at, at Malloy College. And for example, we've worked on very many projects in the community. In fact, many social workers, students studying for social work, uh, have interned at my office. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for example, when a constituent calls my office and says to me, oh my God, they're trying to put my young son in special education. I have reached out to social workers who are able to interview that young person and they saw that that young person didn't have an emotional disturbance or a educational deficiency they had just two parents at home who were having issues and and they just needed mediation mm-hmm. so the, the work so social workers are integral that social worker was able to help that young man avoid being put in special education mm-hmm. there are studies that show that young men in our community black and brown young men were put into special education classes end up, unfortunately, in a lifestyle in which they are not employed and resort to criminal activity. Uh, And and, and there are studies that show that the Special Education Act of 1975 was used to to segregate our schools by forcing a lot of young black and brown boys and girls to be apart from the general student body population and into a special course which by which no professional opinion by a doctor was needed to make that designation. Mm. But if we have more social workers, we're able to provide reports showing that they may not have these issues. We can have these young people receive a fair chance to receive a good education. How do I know about this? Because that's what happened to me because Mm. my parents were from a different country in first grade. they told my parents, Oh, he needs to go to special education. Mm. And my mother, thank God I have a strong mother. She said, no, that's not going to happen. And she questioned and questioned and questioned. By the time I was in seventh grade, I was in all advanced classes. Uh, so had my mother not stood up for me, um, had I not had my mother serving in that capacity, I could have ended up in special education and I could not be in the position I am in today. Uh, so, you know, um, we need social workers. We need social workers in our hospitals to interact, especially social workers who know how to speak a second language. We need our social workers to interact with patients, uh, uh, to see what are their true issues and what are what's going on in the household that led to these health issues. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in order for doctors to treat people, they need a full synopsis. And Sometimes the patient themselves cannot provide adequate information. So mm-hmm. we need more social workers in, in our hospitals as well. Um, yes. We need social workers, especially as a county legislator. I'm the legislator who, for eight years, fought very hard to make sure that Nassau County police officers were equipped with body cameras.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I also push for legislation where social workers are coming to the scene of incidents where the police are called to make sure that there are not mental health issues. Mm-hmm. We, may, we, we passed a, a law in Nassau County that required all county employees to receive training, uh, even lifeguards, county mm-hmm. lifeguards, or even county park employees so that they can see that if someone's in the park and there's in a park, for example, in a county park, and there may be strange behavior, rather than just first calling the police, you know, they, have an, they, they, they are providing other important information to 911 so that the appropriate resources are deployed. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we must integrate the work of social workers into all aspects of our government and yes. all aspects of other important aspects in our society, from schools to, to, to hospitals, uh, you name it. And so we need social workers. Uh, but as a county legislator, um, you know, I, I'm here to help people. And mm-hmm. we we, ha- we can't give up on people. Right now we're experiencing some very difficult times in terms of uh, the pandemic. We have not had even any federal research because we need more federal funding mm-hmm. to see what impact did the, did the pandemic have upon our young people. Mm-hmm. and 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 if that study, because in government you can't just you know provide resources, you have to justify that based on a study. If there are federal, if there's federal funding for studies, and these studies show that we need more social workers in our schools because to address the lack of attention, uh, the lack of proper education during the pandemic, you know our young people were learning through a computer screen, mm-hmm. that is not adequate, and as a result, we have seen lower testing scores when it comes to reading and math. Mm-hmm. so we need to address that in a holistic way. Yes. yes we need more funding but yes that funding has to go to the right areas and we need advocates to make sure that that funding is going to where it needs.
0: Yes. Absolutely. And then on, on that same note um you know the studies and the research you know show that um there was a lot of mental health issues that um manifested themselves during the pandemic especially for children who were denied the opportunity to interact, uh, in person, um, losing out on their socialization skills and also the isolation caused a lot of issues. Um, now there was a big push to get social workers in schools prior to the pandemic. Um, now that we're coming out of the pandemic, the studies and the research have shown that the need for social workers is going to increase uh, astronomically, especially with our children, some of our elderly who have been isolated. So um, what do you think are some ways that the importance of social workers can be better highlighted so that funding agencies and governmental agencies uh And and decision makers about salaries can see the value that social workers bring to society and make the decisions that they need to be compensated more equitably?
1: Thank you. That is a great question. Right now, in addition to the pandemic, in addition to inflation, we as a country are experiencing the another pandemic, and that is a pandemic of gun violence. Mm -hmm. Gun violence has visited every aspect of the American culture. We see every day a mass shooting defined as a shooting incident where more than four people are, are, are assaulted by gun violence. And for example, just, you know, people were talking about this past weekend where there was an act of gun violence at a parade in Chicago where a young man shot at a crowd in the parade, seven people died. In order to properly address gun violence. We need more social workers. We need more social workers in our schools who could serve as the eyes and ears in addition to our teachers to see that if there are any young people who are experiencing difficulties at home or mental health issues. Um, If we have more social workers in our school, perhaps some of these tragedies and atrocities could have been avoided. Perhaps they could have seen or, or learned of issues from fellow students or from the students in question. That they needed help, intervention, uh, and so the current crisis that we face as a country, in which we see children dying in large numbers, we saw it in U- Uvalde, Texas. We saw it in Newton, C- Connecticut. We saw it in Colorado with 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 um, with Columbine. We saw it in Florida. Uh, you know, in many in many different situations, we need more social workers in our schools to help address this issue. We need now as a nation where parents who lose children to gun violence show how 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 inhumane our policies are that allow guns to go unregulated and young people to die in large numbers. And we need our leaders in Congress to understand that. And if we have a social workers in our school, we could have avoided. These crises. Yes, we need more funding to make our schools safer, to have locks in the back of doors. But if we also have social workers there, we can get to the root of the problem. So I think that this crisis that we're facing as a nation, the gun violence that we see, that's plaguing all of our communities. You know, these, these reporters are asking people, hey, did you think that this would happen in your community? And then these people are saying, no, we thought it wouldn't happen in our community. People can't say that anymore. These mass shootings are occurring everywhere, and 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 no one um, is left without any uh, tragedy. And so, so we need social workers in our schools, especially in our other institutions, to help address issues of mental health. Uh, it is a mental health crisis, but it's not mental health alone. Um, uh, there is a, a culture of violence that embraces violence, and 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 we have to educate our young people that they should rather pick up a book or a paycheck. Than a gun, uh, and so you know, social workers once again can serve in that capacity. Um, we have many nonprofit organizations in our community that, as a legislator, I support that 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 promote peace, that promote nonviolent behavior, and many of these organizations. Are led by social workers. For example, Sergio Argeta runs a very successful program here mm-hmm. in Nashville, strong, and he's a social worker. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you know, you know. Social workers go on to do positive things like that. They give back to our community, and we need people now to give back more than ever uh, yes. to our
0: community.
1: It's but- not about you know that nine to five job or you being a good father, a good mother. That's great, but we need now people to be upstanders and not bystanders
0: but yeah and and that is all that is true but the the, the fact still remains the legislators is social workers are not respected and that's shown by the lack of uh, fair equitable compensation so there's a big move afoot in the country to get elected officials and funding agencies to look at social workers as more of a positive investment in society. Social workers do a lot of amazing things. Okay. I'm a product of the best that social work has to offer. But when you talk to people about social work and social workers, they tend to think of social workers on the lower echelon. Why? Because when people hear social work, they, 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 or social workers, they think of, oh, you're the person that takes people's children away. And you're the person that helps people get food stamps. Now, one of my colleagues said. That one of the reasons um, that people um, think social workers shouldn't, don't deserve to get paid well, is because they think that social workers only work with the downtrodden and the and the and the uh, castaways of society. So, if a person is working with the poor, then they don't deserve to get paid equitably, and that has to change. So, in your opinion what is what needs to happen so that when social workers graduate and get their masters and get their license that they are offered equitable salaries so that they can stay motivated to be in the field and yes we know social workers go into it to do good in the health society but they still need to be compensated equitably and as a society we have fallen short of that so how can we raise the salaries for social workers which points to my um uh fellowship that i did last year was called raise the wage the case for more equitable salaries for social workers and other human services professionals as elected official What do you think are some of the solutions that can help increase salaries for social workers so that they feel more respected like nurses and doctors who, by the way, when they had tough times during the during the pandemic? They went to the social work office. And it was the social workers that went out home to home when students weren't appearing on the Zoom chats. So, you see, we need to get society in general to think about social workers on the same level as nurses and doctors because we're specialists in what we do. How can we do that? We'll be right back after this message from our sponsor. Hello, travelers. We'd like to introduce you to Hop In Bus Services, founded in 2018. Our goal is to provide people across the U.S. with world-class travel and tourism services. Our expertise allows us to offer our customers the best deals. We've built a reputation on tailoring our services to meet your needs. We specialize in motor coach buses and party buses. We offer clean vehicles and professional drivers for your next trip or occasion. Our passion is safe traveling. We're a contracted carrier licensed to operate in all 48 states. We believe in providing a personal touch beyond just making your next charter bus or party bus reservation. You can book us today for your next amusement park, casino or family reunion trip. We can handle all your transportation needs like corporate events, weddings or proms. We're committed to making travel easy for you. For a free quote today, call 833-774-6746. That's 833-774-6746. And remember, don't just stand there, hop in.
1: Uh, there, there are many ways to do that, sir, and I'm very glad that you say that, and that's very important. I want to say firstly that in anything, in politics, in life, it's very important to control the narrative. Mm -hmm. Do not let other individuals define you, you define yourself. Mm -hmm. No matter who you are, how perfect you are, imperfect you are, you define yourself and you never allow someone to define you. I learned that the hard way as a black man growing up here in this country. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that as a professional, I have seen many different other professions organize themselves, whether it be Mm -hmm. in unions or other types of organizations, to -hmm. advance the interests of their organization. So, Mm -hmm. for example, As a Nassau County legislator, I vote on the budget of Nassau County every year. A $3 billion budget. For 10 years as a legislator, I've done that. It's a very difficult thing to do. And in that budget, $3 billion budget, a large part of that budget goes to public safety. Mm -hmm. And a large part goes to public safety because it's an important need we have as a society. But also, the police officers organize themselves as a union. And in fact, as many different unions. Unions to represent the detectives. Unions represent the regular police officers, unions represent the captains. And these unions, strong organizations that are supported by their members, talk to the political leaders and tell the political leaders how much money in the budget should be for their members. And so Mm -hmm. social workers must learn the same thing. Nurses Mm -hmm. must learn the same thing. Nurses deserve to be paid more. Mm -hmm. Nurses are lifting up patients out of bed incurring very severe back injuries, and and their union contracts are not compensating for that, Mm -hmm. which is why many of the nursing union now are advocating for more uh, benefits for their employees who experience back pain from lifting up patients. The same way the police unions have gotten much benefit, many benefits for their employees Mm -hmm. who are hurt on the job. And so social workers must learn that this is the American tradition. And that we must, and unions are our friend, I believe, and we must organize in unions. The social workers who work for a particular college should organize themselves in a union and demand better treatment and better wages. And so, you know, you are your strongest advocate. No one is going to fight harder for yourself than yourself. And so we have to uh, train these organizations that and, and show that their strategies to. You know, school teachers. You know, are, are experiencing the same issue. They're not being adequately compensated. Mm-hmm. But I want also individuals to learn to get involved in government. For mm-hmm. example, Nassau County now has an abundance of capital funding from the pandemic, mm-hmm. and I am here now asking people in my community: What should the county executive do with that money? Mm-hmm. What should he do? Should he buy more police cars? Should he build more parks? I think our leaders. Should provide incentives for individuals to go into social work. So yes, great point. Great point. Good point. May not make much, but they should have, for example, their student debt, you know, forgiven.
0: Absolutely.
1: Programs in our local community college where we have incentives for individuals to pursue a career in social work. Right now, as a society, we we don't have that many. Our numbers of teachers and our numbers of nurses are decreasing. Mm-hmm. We have to address that, and I think that our local government, and our state government, and our national government this is another reason why I'm running for Congress. Should dedicate more funding to, you know, you know, and creating incentives where individuals could see that the path of a social worker is something that's more viable for them, especially when it is expensive here to live in Long Island. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just want to make an important point, and this is something that I've been fighting. Again, I refer, I refer back to Dr. Martin Luther King. He, you know, was engaged in making sure that there wasn't a war on poverty, you know, that the people who were poor were not seen as the problem, that they were seen as human beings. And there is there's a continuation of that war on poverty. And which is why I'm a board member of the EOC of Nassau County that addresses. Mm-hmm. poverty. And, you know, we, we, we have to, you know, create incentive. We have to create here in Long Island. The New York Times coined this is something that we, we know as suburban poverty. If you're not making more than $90,000, you are living below the poverty level here mm-hmm. in Nassau County. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we we must create incentives for those individuals to go into social work, but also reduce the cost of living for those who are doing benefits to our society. You know, so um, there is a lot that could be done. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is all about our choice. And we have to encourage our leaders and the powers that be to make the right choice not about democrat not about republican but just do the right thing mm-hmm. and, and 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 people are, are honestly getting tired of the of the political divide they just want leaders to do the right thing and, and 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 many people see the need in society for social workers and so we have to engage in an active campaign in which we are actively showing the social worker as a positive contributor to society
0: not absolutely
1: who is helping those in trouble or helping those who are trying to avoid the consequences of their action, but actually those who are trying to correct the problem because as Frederick Douglass said, it is cheaper to educate a person than to correct a person. I'm not saying it correctly, he said it better. Uh, but he mm. said that
0: it was, I think you may know the quote, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Said, yes. It's a broken person. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Absolutely. Now, uh, you were a uh, supporter and, um, and a, and a strong supporter and a con- contributor to the, um, uh, Breaking the Ice Black Men's Mental Health Conference at, uh, Delphi University. Thank you so much. You, you really, um, added a lot of, uh, uh, importance to what was already an important event, and um, and that was historic and groundbreaking. In your opinion, what are some Im- important steps that you believe can be taken to remove the stigma that exists um, in Black and brown populations, especially males, regarding seeking mental health therapy?
1: Thank you very much. That's a very important question. Uh, there is a stigma, unfortunately, in our community, and in general, I think, as just being a man, uh, uh, in terms of W- whether one should receive mental health help and I think that we have to challenge that stigma I think that stigma has been historically indoctrinated in our people so that we cannot seek help amongst each other to keep us down and I think that um you know Stephen Biko a very famous South African freedom father said that the most powerful tool of the oppressor is the mind of the oppressed mm. and and so that goes to show you that what we think as a, as 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 a man or as a black man determines whether or not we will succeed in the war of racism. Mm-hmm. Like James Baldwin said, if we allow it to make ourselves go crazy, they will win. Mm-hmm. And so we have to understand that it is a mental war, and that it's a war in which it's fought by images and negative images of ourselves, in which we think low of ourselves.
0: Mm-hmm. And if
1: we realize that we're not that image that they are, that they're depicting, Mm -hmm. that we're not a minority of a population here in the United States, Mm -hmm. but that we're part of a world people, Mm -hmm. that we have people who look just like us, not just in Africa, but in Colombia, Venezuela, Mm -hmm. um, all throughout Europe. Um, We see ourselves as a world people. We see ourselves as a whole, deserving the whole, not pieces. Mm -hmm. And so it it comes back to ourselves. We, We must understand that the stigma that has been implanted in us artificially is meant to destroy us and that we Mm -hmm. must not just learn but unlearn uh, certain behavior and attitude. And so Mm -hmm. where we were raised to keep it inside, to suck it up, and to be a man and don't talk about it, Mm -hmm. that is the wrong uh, uh, method. uh, And that the correct method is to talk about it, to address issues, to communicate with others, to seek for help. And to ask others for help, especially those who have professional, uh, uh, professional certification, to address these issues. Mm-hmm. Yes, you can see help from your pastor, and yes, pastors have been helpful in our community. But, but there have been times, which, like it was said in the conference, mm-hmm. that that toxic Christianity mm-hmm. has led to people not getting the help they need.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And mm-hmm. so, and so, and so, so we need to undo that stigma as men, especially as Black men, and we have to reach out to those who have a a training. Um, And many of the speakers at that conference talked about that. They talked about how, you know, it's important to seek help from the right sources, Mm -hmm. not to go on Instagram or social media and follow these people who are pretending to be social workers, who are pretending to be psychologists or giving advice, but it's not well-founded advice. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so it's important to seek help, but also get the right help. Uh, that's yes. what I learned at the conference, and I have to say that I really more so went to the conference as a participant and not more so as individual help to support it. I, I, I wanted to benefit from it, and so instead of being on the dais, I prefer to be in the audience where I was able to ask questions interact with others and to learn with others mm-hmm. uh, because yes. we all have mental health work to do, and yeah, it's something absolutely. that none of us should be ashamed of. If it wasn't not for my, the, the, the the help that I received uh, from my counselor, I would not have uh, a strong committed relationship uh and so I'm very thankful um for the help that I allowed myself to receive
0: there, there's been a, a a big movement sweeping the country i'm sure you're aware of it where public libraries are starting to hire professional social workers as part of their staff in the libraries okay um can you share any thoughts you might have on that because it's it's really gaining a lot of steam
1: I like that. I like that that idea. And that's an idea that I would like to discuss with my colleagues, especially my colleagues in state government.
0: You Mm. see, people don't
1: understand how government works. I'm a county legislator. I'm responsible for the county budget, county roads, county institutions, such institutions such as the jail or the sewer system. Um, People must understand that when it comes to the level of government that's above me, state government, Mm -hmm. that's where we can gain resources for this. I happen to be the brother of a New York State Assemblywoman, Mikhail yeah. Solajis. Mm-hmm, and yeah. unlike me, an attorney, um, she, her career was that of a, being a librarian. And libraries are changing in nature. Libraries are no yes. longer places where you can go and rent a book. They're be they're becoming community centers.
0: Yes, yes. Go,
1: and 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 they could watch a, a performance. Uh, and the children's library for their child, and at the same time, uh, you know, go to a workshop about how to reduce their taxes. You know, I've mm-hmm. done many workshops in my local library where mm-hmm. I teach people how to reduce their tax obligation, which is very important uh, here in Nassau County because the property taxes are too high. Uh, and so we have, uh, you know, we, we, we libraries are, are presenting us with a tremendous opportunity. We can change libraries. With many of these books going digital, we could use that same space to create forums or offices where social workers can provide uh, counseling to uh, yes. individuals in the community. Because mm-hmm. access to social workers is something that's also important. People don't know how and where to get in touch with a so social worker. Yes, yes. Many people in my community, English is not their first language. Mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I speak another language. And when you speak mm-hmm. another language, that's automatic trust. Mm-hmm. And I have been able to advise individuals to speak with social workers mm-hmm. and especially social, social workers who speak a second language. So yes. if you are someone who speaks more than one language here, mm-hmm. and many people here do, especially in Nassau mm-hmm. County, if you look at the mm-hmm. last census record, mm-hmm. you know, the, the, you know, many individ- many households are, are speak more than one language. I encourage you, especially to go in a field like social work where mm-hmm. just your ability to speak another language is going to create automatic trust. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so, you know, we, 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 we must, entertain all opportunities, especially when the problems we have in our society are great.
0: Yes, yes. And one of the things that, you know, in some of the research that I've done and, you know, I did a a podcast on social workers in the library is that libraries are seen now as you said, community centers, but they're also seen as safe spaces where somebody who might be homeless or might be be struggling with food insecurity, they could at least go into the library and maybe find a, a, a quiet corner and read a magazine. Now, what we're finding in the social work profession is that These people are now in the library. And because it's a safe space, they feel more comfortable maybe sharing the fact that they don't have a place to live or they don't have food. And so now social workers being in the library are now being able to address those issues. Um, And there were times when there were um, people going into the library and and using substances in the bathroom. 10 years ago, they would have called the police. Now, rather than call the police, libraries that have social workers are now getting them the help that they need so that they can see that this person has a drug problem. Jail is not the answer. They need rehab or they need counseling. So that big movement around the country and in Nassau and Suffolk County, I think is very important and it creates another Avenue Where social workers can be seen in a different light. So with that being said, as we move forward, uh, we have social workers in schools and we need more of them. We have social workers in the hospitals. We have social workers in politics. We have social workers in EAP offices. So everywhere you look, there are social workers. So As we move forward, what can politicians and social workers do collectively to address the issues of society as a team? Great question.
1: Uh, One thing that I'm very happy about is that um, in my career, I've been in office for 10 years, and I love holding community events. Mm -hmm. And when I would hold a community event, I would really work hard to make sure that people knew about the event. I would go to people's houses and leave flyers, make it really apparent that there are opportunities to learn something engage meet other people this is pre pandemic and i'd like to have events where many people attend you know mm-hmm. yes it's not about numbers it's about quality i'd rather help 3 people instead of saying nothing to 30 people but i'd like mm-hmm. to have a lot of my events. And i noticed early on in my uh, career as a politician you know i would have events which like you know someone could learn how to do something you know a clear advantage and no one would show up and so i said you know what let me do something different. Let me have food in my events and list it on the flyer. And I noticed that people would come to my events to get their dinner for the evening. Suburban poverty is a big problem here in Nassau County. Mm-hmm. As I said, if you're not making more than $90,000, you're living in poverty here in Nassau County. Mm-hmm. So you can have a Lexus or a Mercedes in your driveway. But those same children who live in that household are asking their fellow students in school for to, to borrow money for lunch. Mm-hmm. And so I... So the need to create food pantries in my community, and Mm -hmm. I'm very happy to say that I'm responsible for the creation of well over a dozen food pantries in my district and beyond my district. Mm -hmm. And at the food, when people would come and when I do events where I give out turkeys or, you know, COVID tests or masks, I would then bring social workers to those events to interact and engage with people. And Mm -hmm. that's where they would, because people would come to us, you know, with issues and there would Mm -hmm. be issues that I necessarily could not solve but maybe with the assistance of a social worker, they could gain some help. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, um, you know, we're talking about a community here, ladies and gentlemen, in which when parents have to meet with teachers, the parents don't speak English. And so they have to bring the students to translate.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. These
1: are the type of communities we're talking about here. Um, hardworking communities, communities where people don't get a chance to even raise their child because they have two jobs. Mm-hmm. And so Instagram or TV ends up raising the child and, and they don't learn the same good behavior that they that the parents learned in their home country or back down south, mm-hmm. and so as a result, um, you know we need social workers to to to, to fill in that gap, those, mm-hmm. those many gaps. Um, and, and so I'm very happy for the for the synergy that's been cre- that that we have created at our events by having social workers present. And I'm very thankful because at the end of the day, I want people to have their problems solved, and I believe in government. I believe government, if not alone, but with partnership with other important uh, entities, institutions, organizations, people can get things done and solve problems. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's why I'm running for Congress. I I, I still believe in government. I believe that government can be a positive resource uh, if it has the right people making the right decisions. Mm -hmm. Um, And you can't make right decisions without having social workers around.
0: Thank you. Thank you for that. And so um, as we get ready to wrap things up, in your opinion, in the political landscape that we are in right now, um, what are some things that can be done to protect the franchise of the right to vote? Because in many areas we see that it is under attack. What can be done to protect the franchise for the right to vote?
1: We must encourage and educate our community of the need of the Voting Rights Act. We have to educate our community that, although they may not take away your right to vote, they can do other things to make it more difficult for you to vote. For example, taking away early voting. I have to fight, every year I have to fight to get an early voting site in Elma, by the way. okay, It's not just given to us. Hmm. And there are many minority communities in Nassau County that do not have an early voting site. Lakeview, Uniondale, uh, you name it. you know those those individuals in those areas have to go to Miniola. They have to travel in a car twenty minutes to go vote early. Um, but there are individuals who do not want to see us gain certain rights or have rights. Mm-hmm. And 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 every year I go and I, I have a back and forth between uh, different individuals in government here as to why we need an early vote inside in Elmont. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you know again the right to vote won't be taken away, but there be but but there is a very strong movement to make it difficult for you to vote. And if mm-hmm. it's not happening here in New York, where you know it is predominantly a, a state where we support voter rights, it may happen in Georgia where mm-hmm. they're saying, hey, you can't give water to a person online mm-hmm. who's there to vote.
0: Mm-hmm. And,
1: and, and as a result, that is gonna lead to more people in a black community not having the right to vote because the line to vote is very long because they're voting after work mm-hmm. and, and the lines are out the door and now they're in line for over you know, an hour and they're thirsty and it's against the law to give an individual on that line some water so that they mm-hmm. can go in and vote. Mm-hmm. So again, the right to vote won't be taken away, but there'll be many microaggressions and we have mm-hmm. to educate ourselves as a community as to how to identify these microaggressions and how to speak up and how to demand our, and, and to demand our leaders to make sure that the right to vote is unfettered, it is supported and is made available and is very accessible. And so, you. You know, so Voting Rights Act is very is the Voting Rights Act is very important. The Supreme Court recently tried to gut it as they 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 they, they were successful in gutting a Roe v. Wade and protections for women. And mm-hmm. recently, also we saw with uh, gun reform allowing people to have concealed carry permits, uh and also with the environment, which is a very important issue. Recently, mm-hmm. the Supreme Court said that the Federal departments do not have the ability to regulate uh, when it comes to environmental issues, the EPA, mm. for example. And so, so so, you know, we see our, with our own eyes our mm. rights being taken away. Uh, mm. And so we must stand up and stand together and educate ourselves and create a plan as to how we're going to protect and promote the right to vote.
0: Okay. All right. Well, thank you. And I think we're going to wrap it up on that note. That was a very positive way to wrap this up. Uh Legislators, allergies, I want to thank you for taking time out of your schedule to be here, a guest on the Kelson on the Air Social Work podcast. Thank you for all the support you've given, especially coming out to the uh, Breaking the Ice Black Men's Mental Health Conference at Adelphi recently. And uh, we're going to Continue, continue to um, make sure that you know social workers in Nassau and Suffolk know that they need to stay involved um, with um, the political entities, regardless of party, so that our voices can always have a vehicle to get out. Um, and say the things and do the things that social workers are so well known for doing. So thank you for all you've done to support social workers and the community. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. They, you know, when you support a mother, you support the family. When you support a social worker, you support the community. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you so much for this opportunity.
0: This is Silas, your e-journalism social work advocate and host of the show. You've been listening to the Kelson on the Air Social Work Podcast. This and all other programs are available on the Apple iTunes, Spotify, and Anchor podcast platforms. Go to any search engine and type in Kelson on the air in the search window to hear this show in its entirety. Thank you for tuning in. This has been a Kelson Communications production.